Hey family, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Living Your Life Without Limits, a show about motivation, inspiration, and elevation. I'm your girl, Shannon Jackson, also known as the People's Nurse, and today we'll be talking about PCOS. But before we go any further, make sure you click the like button and subscribe. Now I have a special guest joining me to talk about this discussion, none other than Dr. Amy Jones. Let's get right into it. Once again, family, I'm so glad to have you join us today. Now we're going to dive into this topic with none other than Dr. Amy Jones, who is a gynecology specialist, which focuses on women's health. Dr. Amy Jones, it is a pleasure to have you on Living Your Life Without Limits. I want you to know I am a huge fan of yours, and I am so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thank, thank you so you much for joining Shan. us. That's my pleasure. The feeling's mutual. Okay. I'm so excited to be here. Here. Excellent. <laughs> so this topic, just for full disclosure, um, it's very near and dear to me because my daughter uh, actually asked that we introduce this topic uh, to talk about it because she herself has some personal struggles in the area of PCOS. So for our viewers mm -hmm. and listening audience, can you first give the definition of what PCOS is? Sure, it's hard to define. It's a, it's a little unclear uh, and it's a multifactorial cause, but PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm -hmm. which is a bit of a misnomer. It does not mean that you have cysts on your ovaries necessarily. A lot of people make that mistake and they're afraid that their ovaries are full of cysts, which is not necessarily true. That refers to the appearance of the ovaries on ultrasound. Okay. Uh, people with PCOS have a lot of follicles. Follicles are the, the little sacs of fluid that contain the eggs. And so on the ultrasound, these all kind of collect toward the rim of the ovaries, hence giving it a cyst-like appearance. But they aren't really cysts, so that's the first thing I wanted to get across. Okay. Um, polycystic ovarian syndrome is really a constellation of symptoms that kind of all come together to form this syndrome. So it includes... Uh, 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 oligomenorrhea, which means that your periods are infrequent. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think the technical definition of oligomenorrhea is less than nine periods per year. Mm -hmm. So you just get infrequent periods. Um, it's often associated with insulin resistance um, and dyslipidemia, so cholesterol issues, and often associated with obesity as well. And the interesting thing about this particular um, condition, and um, now it's also recognized in the month of September yeah. uh, as national awareness about this, it is often misdiagnosed. Why do you think that's so? Yeah, I think it's because of the multifactorial nature um, of its etiology. I think because uh, it presents in different ways um, and so we tend to focus on each specific symptom, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but we tend to focus on each specific symptom and treat that and name that, but we fail to see kind of the bigger picture of the, the, the syndrome. So, you know, someone with obesity or insulin resistance who's tending toward diabetes would probably see a primary care provider who would treat those things, mm -hmm. which needs to be treated, 
And then someone with irregular periods would see me and, and maybe take birth control pills or something to treat that. And so each individual symptoms being treated, but the big picture of PCOS is, is often missed. Yeah, it's, you know, and more and more people are missing it and then having complications develop later on yeah. because of that misdiagnosis. So what are some of the core symptoms that women should look out for in case something is wrong? Like something's off, you know yeah. something's off, but you don't really know what it is, right? And yeah. you keep going and they keep saying, well, it's just this, it's just that, and it's... Yeah. Well, when I... What patients are often complaining about when I see them are their periods, because okay. I'm a gynecologist. So I'm not getting my period. I'll miss. I'll skip my period for three months in a row, and then I'll get a period that lasts, you know, six weeks. Mm -hmm. I just don't stop bleeding for six weeks, and so that definitely is a sign of PCOS and something that you need to to be seen for. Needs to be treated. Other things are hirsutism, so hair growth where you don't want it, like on the face. Nipples sometimes elsewhere on the body where, where you don't want it. Um, and sometimes hair loss where you do want it on your head. Yeah. Um, uh, those are the main symptoms that patients complain about to me. Um, other things, though, typically obesity is, is really inevitably leads to PCOS. So that for sure is, is something that should be... Um, considered when a patient's, you know, being treated for or seen for obesity. Also, type 2 diabetes is another secondary issue that's to, uh, connected. Yeah, absolutely. There is a, a, a strong connection um, between insulin resistance and PCOS. We don't exactly know why. It's kind mm. of a chicken and the egg thing, what comes first. We know that, um, that testosterone, so it, one of the things that characterizes PCOS is a hyperandrogenic state, so elevated testosterone, um, in the bloodstream. And so testosterone and, and um, insulin resistance kind of uh, have a synergistic relationship. The more of one, the more of the other. Um, uh, and then the, the periods, the irregular periods are caused oftentimes by the excess adipose tissue mm -hmm. in obese patients, um, which secretes estrogen. So the fat cells secrete estrogen, and then that feeds back to your brain, and then the, the axis from your brain to your hypothalamus to your ovaries gets messed up because your body thinks it has enough estrogen, and so therefore the signal to ovulate doesn't occur. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you get the, the disordered menstruation. And that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing immediately, but something that should be... Uh, treated because years and years of not getting your period means that the lining of your uterus is just kind of getting thicker and thicker mm -hmm. and thicker and not shedding. And anytime any cell line in your body grows without, you know, being regulated, without shedding, then it can lead to cancer. And so that's Which is one of the things that yeah. is a concern there. Yeah. So how is it diagnosed? So to let people know, okay, now I may have some particular symptoms that you've just laid mm -hmm. out. How does it get diagnosed? There are three primary criteria we use, and there's different <clears throat> sets of criteria that have been presented, and people can use sort of different sets of criteria, but most, of, most gynecologists adhere to the Rotterdam. It's called the Rotterdam criteria. So three things, um, hyperandrogenism, oligomenorrhea, uh, and then the appearance, as I was talking about, of polycystic ovaries 
um, we call it the string of pearls on ultrasound. And a patient who has any two of those three symptoms is diagnosed with PCOS. So infrequent periods with, with high testosterone levels, infrequent periods with hirsutism or abnormal hair growth, or you know, any, any two combinations. The ultrasound findings with the hirsutism would make the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. What about treatment options? This, once a person is diagnosed, and, and, and um, I'll have you talk a little bit more about that if we talk about treatment options, it has a huge psychological impact, yeah. not just the physical of the bleeding and not bleeding and sometimes very pain, painful yeah. down in the area. Uh, but psychologically, it, you know, it messes up the psyche because it can have impacts on your relationship, on your sexual, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just, I mean, any number of things. So first of all, it, it, depression is more common in these patients. Yes. Um, eating disorders are more common in these patients. And so these are things that, that need to be screened for. Um, but yeah, you're right. So you're, you're concerned because you're not having a period and rightly so. And then when you are having a period, you're bleeding a lot and you've become anemic and, and that's uncomfortable to, you know, just be bleeding day after day. Um, and so these all have psychological repercussions uh, especially when you're in the dark about what's actually happening. You right, don't know. Right, you think something's right. wrong with you. Why is right. it happening? And you don't understand. And so that's why it's important to kind of be able to put all these pieces together and, and tell patients what's going on and tell them it's not, you know, it's a very, it's very common. It's, mm-hmm. very, it's a very common diagnosis mm-hmm. um, and, and can be treated easily uh, in a number of ways. So our first line of treatment for patients who are obese is weight loss. Even okay. 10% weight loss will help restore just a normal. It's interesting cycle. how everything circles back to weight. I know. In some area or another, I, I don't care what you get to, whether it's cardiac, whether it's this, it's or whether true. it's that, weight has an enormous impact on health altogether. Yeah. It still does. No, you're right, you're right. And I think, I think we don't, people don't realize that quite enough, that it, it's not just that you're overweight and that's, a lot of weight to carry on your joints. It affects all these things. Yes. Um, so weight loss is the, the, but that's not easy. You know, right. it's not easy to right. do. Especially with the pandemic. Exactly. Was locked up for so long. People trying to shed. Exactly. Shed the pandemic weight. <laughs> so yeah. Um, then the next line is is for me birth control pills. So okay. we just want to get the cycles regulated. Another very good alternative is is an IUD and a. a uh, progesterone IUD, so a hormonal IUD, uh, because those work by keeping the lining of your uterus thin. Mm-hmm. And so while you still may not get a period when you have an IUD, at least the lining of your uterus is thin. And so we're not concerned about the endometrial hyperplasia or cancer. So some form of hormones. Um, uh, and then really just target treating the things that bother the patient. Of course, uh, these patients are much more prone to things associated with metabolic syndrome. So, yes. so like I was talking about the dyslipidemia, so they may need um, statins for their cholesterol or definitely their hemoglobin A1C. So their, their p- potential for diabetes is very high. So that needs to be um, followed closely and treated. What about thyroid? Necessary. I've heard some uh, discussion that they sometimes look at the thyroid as well. Thyroid can, thyroid uh, hypothyroidism yeah, right. I, can be associated with okay. it as well. I don't think it's as strong an association 
um, as the insulin resistance okay. say, but, but yeah, hypothyroidism for sure can be associated with it, particularly because it causes weight gain a lot of times. Now, one of the big ones that people wonder about with this condition is, can I have children? Yeah. That's, you know, am I going to be sterile or should I, is, is last option if all else fails, you know, we've tried ABC and yeah. am I going to be able to have kids? Yeah. I, uh, total, I get that question every time. Okay. And I uh, totally understand it. And yes, absolutely, they can have kids. It's um, obviously a problem if you're not ovulating. You need to right. ovulate to get pregnant. But the good thing is, we were talking about those follicles in the ovaries. They have, those all have eggs, and they have a ton of them. So it's not a problem of not producing the eggs. We just need to get them released. Okay. And that's done pretty easily with medications. Okay. Nobody wants to take extra medications, but... But honestly, just Clomid or some sort of ovulation-inducing medication works great. So you've had some cases where women have been successful to get pregnant oh, yeah. and deliver because you also OB yes. specialist as well. Yes. So she can treat you on this side <laughs> and she can also treat you on that side, although this is her love now yes. that she's going to be yes, talking about over here. Yeah. So what are some of the... Um, recommendations that you would give, because I want to segue into just women's health as a whole, because yeah. I want to talk about some other things that you're doing. So what are some of the recommendations or comforting words you can provide to women that may potentially have PCOS or struggling with PCOS? What are some of the I think first of all, nuggets you can give to us? Don't today? be too concerned. As I said, it's, it's very common. We are used to seeing it so frequently and treating it so frequently. It's, it is easily treated. Um, and any of the problems that we talked about can be treated and fixed. Um, I, I would say don't hesitate to come see your gynecologist um, because we're all too familiar with the symptoms and we can kind of, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to explain to someone what's going on and have them understand because I think that takes away so much of the anxiety surrounding the sort of stigma or I don't know if it's a stigma, but, you know, the scariness associated with the diagnosis. Um, so come see us. Come talk to us if you have any, you know, questions about your cycle or you think that this might be something that you are suffering from. So in addition to doing all this wonderful work, taking care of women, I know you recently launched a new business with a partner. Mm -hmm. So what made you go into that, first of all, before you tell us about it? You know, my partner Janet and I worked together at, at my, where I worked previous, and uh -huh. just being on call in the middle of the night and talking about patients and what they were wanting and needing and what we were feeling like we couldn't provide for them. And, and so it kind of evolved into recognizing that women were wanting some non-prescription kind of more natural products to help with some of these problems that they have problems that don't need, you know, prescription medication or surgery or, you know, the other things that we do. What are some of your bigger, <laughs> what are some of the hot selling items? Okay, so hot selling items. Coco New <laughs> is one of our biggest selling items, a coconut based lubricant. People okay. love that. Mm -hmm. We sell a lot actually of the, um, we sell a lot of probiotics. So there's vaginal insert probiotics and then oral probiotics that you can take, which 
you know, some evidence shows is helpful to help prevent infections, yeast okay. infections, bacterial infections. And then um, the boric acid suppositories kind of in the same vein. Those are uh, used to treat vaginal infections. Um, does a pretty good job, actually. Boric acid is pretty pretty good at treating infections. And you also have products specific for PCOS yes. as well, correct? Yep. There's a product uh, that we just started carrying. Called, it's by a company called Wink. It's called Soul Sister. Cyst was C-Y-S-T. I like the um, Wink. I know. That's cute. <laughs> uh, and it's, a, it's a, a supplement that you take. It's called inositol is the main ingredient, which is, is a molecule that's in every plant, every animal, um, that that has to do with kind of hormonal regulation, and so it helps to regulate periods, and it helps a lot with the, the insulin resistance component of PCOS. Okay. And it's a natural remedy as opposed okay. to some of the prescription stuff that we okay. would recommend. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Mm -hmm. I know more people are looking at natural ways yeah. and not just because sometimes when I, from the nursing end, when I do a med reconciliation, whether in someone's home, on a private, or in a hospital, the list yeah. is enormous. Sometimes it's 20 pills that they're taking. Literally, like yeah. 20 pills a day is a lot of medication. It's lot. So it's great when we can find more natural things because yeah. sometimes all this doesn't work well and I think interacting with are each other. Hesitant to tell their doctors about that because we're doctors and we're, you know, evidence based. We're always going to recommend medication because that's what we do. Um, but we recognize that that's not what everyone wants and right. that's not what works with everyone's body and they, they want to try alternatives. So these are safe alternatives. Good. And you also have some intimate items for mm -hmm. pleasure. Yes. So there's a variety. A variety, a, a treasure okay. trove of, of sex toys that, that, okay. uh, that are awesome, that people Wonderful. really like. Yeah, there's a, even cool little aphrodisiac candies that people tend to ah, really like. okay. All right. <laughs> so some fun products as well. Okay. So family, the holidays is coming up and 15% um, in this economy, 15% is 15%. So if you use yeah. the LYLWL code, you can get a wealth of healthy things to put in your body, on your body, as well as pleasure yourself, as well as your partner at the same time. Mm -hmm. So make sure you check out the site and uh, give us some feedback and comments so that we can provide Please. that information over to Dr. Amy Jones as well. Yeah. Dr. Jones, I want to thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And um, fans, I have to tell you, family, I love this woman so much. <laughs> I had a issue a couple of years ago, and um, she was my doctor at that time, and since is not, but that's going to change again <laughs> in the future. Yay. And uh, I'm so grateful that she was the one that I had uh, seen for care because I knew someone that had a similar situation happen with a very, very different outcome. So not only is she talented and beautiful inside and out, she's very skilled with gifted hands. And she took her time with me and had um, a stellar team working alongside of her, and I came out just fine, and yeah. I've been a fan ever since. Oh, I've been a fan of yours since day one, so I'm so glad you found me. Yes, likewise. So... Once again, family, thank you for tuning in this week to another episode of Living Your Life Without Limits. This subject is sent out for the women. And uh, please 
Take this information and check in with yourselves and check in with your doctors because that's part of loving yourself is making sure that you continue to be healthy and be whole. I want you to sign on and give us some feedback on this subject. We're in aiming to go deeper on living your life without limits and reach things that will help you have daily quality of life and subjects like PCOS and other topics that we're bringing is for you and designed for you to continue to be healthy and live your life without limits. So please make sure you leave a comment and don't forget to click and like this episode today and follow us on our Living Your Life Without Limits website where we have so much fresh information. We have that free resource section and we have our media section to let you know what we're doing and we have our street love that we're in production for doing some upcoming episodes. So lots of wealth of information and once again, I'm so honored to have my esteemed guest, Dr. <laughs> Amy you. Jones, be with us today. And as I do always, family, and getting ready to sign off today, remember to love yourself. Take care of yourself, because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you again. See you next week.